Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. What a song. Wow. I haven't heard the song before. I don't know whether it's their own rendition. Hallelujah. Shall we put our hands together for the Lord for them? Tonight, I thank the Lord for giving me this opportunity. To minister to his people. Hallelujah. I deem it a great, great, great honor to stand here this evening and to bring you the word of God. Secondly, I want to thank Reverend Dennis for giving out his pulpit to the women and to Mama Yu who in turn handed it over to me. I say, Reverend Dennis, Mama Yu, thank you and God bless you. And I want to acknowledge the presence of all the men. 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 Thank you for being with us. For you, the men, I call all of you generals. Hallelujah. I personally call all men generals. Amen. And so I bring you greetings from the wounded general. And I believe that he would have wished to be here, but he is not here. But we are grateful to God for his life. Hallelujah. Shall we bow our heads for prayer, please? Open the floodgates in abundance and cause your rain to fall on me. Open the floodgates in abundance and cause your rain to fall on us Father, tonight, your children we have gathered together. I pray, O oh Lord, that you have your way. I pray in the name of Jesus that you use this essence vessel to speak through to your people. Father, increase that I may decrease. Anoint those lips of clay. Let your name alone be glorified. Because this gathering is unto you 
and you alone and not unto any man. Let none of us glory in your presence. But let your presence, O Lord, fill this whole place and let your word come forth with clarity and understanding. The Father, we will not leave your presence the same. We give you all the praise and all the adoration. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray with thanksgiving. And the people of God say, Amen. Hallelujah. Tonight, the women, our theme is keeping the appointment to be with Jesus. Hallelujah. And the topic that I'm supposed to be preaching on tonight is quality time with Jesus. Quality time with Jesus. And our anchor scripture is from Mark. The book of Mark chapter 3 and the verse 14. But I'll take it from verse 13 to 15. I'll read first from the New King James Version. And then I'll read from the Amplified. And then I'll read from the Message Bible as well. Mark chapter 3, verse 13 to 15. And he went up on the mountain and called to him those he himself wanted. And they came to him. Then he appointed twelve, that they might be with him, and that he might send them out to preach, and to have power to heal sicknesses, and to cast out demons. Amen. The Amplified Version, please. He went up on the hillside and called those whom he himself wanted. And chose, and they came to him. And he appointed twelve disciples so that they would be with him for instruction, and so that he could send them out to preach the gospel as apostles, that is, as his special messengers, personally chosen representatives and to have authority and power to cast out demons. Hallelujah. The Message Bible. He climbed up to the mount, to a mountain and invited those he wanted with him. They climbed together. He settled on twelve and designated them apostles. The plan was that they would be with him and he would send them out to proclaim the word and give them authority to banish demons. Amen. Tonight, I will try by the Holy Spirit to look at five outlines. The invitation. Number one is the invitation. Number two, the acceptance and obedience. Number three, the purpose. Number four, responsibility 
of the quality time of being with Jesus. And then number five, the ultimate results or benefits that we will derive from spending quality time with Jesus. These same scriptures that we read from Mark 3 is also in Matthew 10 verse 1 to 4. We will not read it. And then Luke 6, 12 to 16. But Luke and Mark talked about the fact that Jesus prayed before selecting the 12. Hallelujah. And for our invitation, we have the world standard of appointments. Normally, what do we do? We would probably receive a phone call. We would have an email message to book an appointment. An appointment for an activity that is probably enjoy, to enjoy yourself or for a meeting of some sort. And of course, for the younger ones, you always look forward to an invitation from your beloved. Hallelujah. And whatever you are doing, you will leave it and go. But tonight, Jesus called out the twelve. Bible said that he went to the mountain top and he prayed. Hallelujah. He prayed before he did the selection. Bible tells us that in Matthew 11 and verse 28, it says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and he, Jesus, will give you rest. The Lord has called all of us. He has invited all of us to come to him. Hallelujah. But then, with the disciples, he actually called them. If you remember, he went as he was going, then he would call this person. Immediately they left. They followed him. He called this person. Immediately they left. They followed him. In the same way, he has invited all of us. But then, it got to a time he had to zero in on some of the people. And so these ones, the scripture said in um, the Amplified Version, that they were specially chosen. They were his special messengers. And so Jesus did not take this invitation lightly at all. It was a serious invitation, hallelujah, because he had to go to seek the Father's face to appoint these people because they had work to do for him and for the Father. So he set them aside. It was a divine selection. And he personally chose them. Jesus has invited all of us. And the Bible also says in Matthew 22 and verse 14 that many are called, but few are chosen. May you and I be among the chosen. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, be among the chosen. Don't just be in the masses. Because Jesus called. But then he chose. Hallelujah. So you and I tonight, we want to be among the chosen. 
of that invitation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What did Jesus see before choosing these ones? That is the question I was asking myself. Jesus, if you look from chapter 1, the disciples were with Jesus. Everywhere that he went. All the miracles that he did. In fact, he healed Peter's mother-in-law. He was in the temple. It was a Sabbath. He forgave sins. The disciples, these disciples were with him. So, before Jesus will choose us to do some work for him, we need to honor that invitation. Hallelujah. We need to accept that invitation. Hallelujah. And when Moses had to seek the face of the Lord, in Exodus chapter 3, verse 4, Moses fled from Egypt and when he was in the wilderness, Bible says that Exodus chapter I can see from here, okay. So when the Lord saw that he had turned aside to look, that was when he saw the burning bush. God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, Here I am, verse ten. Verse ten, please. Come now, that's an invitation. Therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Hallelujah. The Lord invited him, but Moses gave an excuse. How many of us are giving excuses? Tonight, if the Lord has chosen you, and the Lord has invited you, I want to challenge you. That if you are given any excuses, this is not the time. Hallelujah. And when Jesus were with the disciples, in Mark 1 and verse 22, let's look at Mark 1 verse 22. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he thought them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Jesus thought his disciples. And when we accept his invitation, we need to have a teachable spirit. Hallelujah. We all need to have a teachable spirit. Hallelujah. Because Jesus taught the disciples before he was able to choose them. And the first principle that we must understand is the principle of relationship. The relationship that we would have personally with Jesus. And out of that relationship, then brings transformation of our lives. And out of that transformation, it produces our character. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that takes me to Luke chapter 19, verse 1 to 10. We will not read it. It's about Zacchaeus. We all know about the story of Zacchaeus. When Jesus was passing, he said, no, I have to see this man. And he climbed the tree. Jesus saw him up the tree. And then he said, Zacchaeus, come down. Immediately. Zacchaeus came down. He did not give any excuse. 
Hallelujah. Zacchaeus came down. And Jesus was with Zacchaeus. And salvation came to Zacchaeus. Hallelujah. Tonight, may salvation come to somebody. Because Jesus is calling. He's extending an invitation to us. Jesus is advocating for a relationship with him. He's extending this relationship to all of us. You might say that, well, Auntie Grace, I'm born again. I've been in this church for a long time. But tonight, it is a special invitation from Jesus. Hallelujah. The twelve accepted the invitation. That takes me to my point number two. Acceptance and obedience. The twelve accepted. Moses gave excuses. Zacchaeus went at once. But when he was calling the disciples and he said, follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. They did not give any excuse. Today we have so many excuses that we give. We cannot talk about quality time with Jesus without mentioning Mary and Martha's story. We all know that story in Luke chapter 10. And when Jesus visited Mary and Martha. Martha was busy. And I always say that. It was good she was busy. Because of course we have to eat, isn't it? But the same Bible says that man shall not live by bread alone. And so the scripture says that Mary had taken the better place. The better position. By listening to Jesus. Mary made quality time with Jesus. To listen to the word of God. But Mary was busy. Mary was busy. And camping around. Trying to make sure that Jesus was comfortable. Getting the food in place. Now let's remember something that happened. In the book of Ruth, Elimelech moved his family to Moab because of food. He did not even inquire of the Lord. And whilst I was studying that book, I asked myself, I said, well, God, are you saying that Elimelech did not inquire of you? What about we the women? Possibly, Naomi was the one who was saying, hey, there is no food in the house, and we are hungry, and look at it. Even our friend, she's also gone to Moab. They said, there is food in Moab. Let us go. Then the general did what? Collected all the family, and then they went to Moab. Men, are you here? Hallelujah. So Elimelech left, and we all know what happened to that family. I want to encourage the men in the house that when you accept the invitation from the Lord, everything that you do, as much as lies within your means, if God is your Lord, 
then seek him as David did. Everything about David, he will inquire of the Lord. And I can bet you, you will not go wrong. Excuse me, let me take some water. Hallelujah. And so we get busy and we are preoccupied with so many things. We are preoccupied with our jobs. We don't have time for the Lord. Do we have some young professionals here? Career men, career women. Can I see your hand up? Give me a wave. Hallelujah. I just want to share something very short with you. What is happening now in our generation? The difference is not that much. When we were career women. When I was working with KLM as the regional marketing manager. Wednesdays, we are here. Sundays, we are here. I have to come here sometimes and then take a flight Wednesday night to Amsterdam. And like every two weeks, I'm in and out. We come to church on Sunday. Sunday after church, airport, flying. Three days, meeting. Here, there. But we made time for the Lord. Hallelujah. We're traveling all over. But we still made time to be with Jesus. Because he is the ultimate. And without him, we can do nothing. And so nothing much has changed. The targets were there. We were supposed to meet the targets. We were supposed to take care of our children. We were supposed to do the homeworks with them. We were doing it. We came to all night with the children. I don't know whether my children are here today. But we came to all night with them. We lay mats in the living faith hall. And they sleep on it. And we come for all night. What is happening to our professionals today? There is one excuse or the other. Tonight, I challenge you that you reconsider. The only thing that I've changed really is maybe the traffic situation. You have mobile phones. There is positive side. In our time, there was no mobile phones. Mama, <laughs> you is smiling at me. It was not easy at all. And when I have to travel, today there's doom so sorry. In our time there was no doom so. So you cook the meals. The young the career women, are you here? I cook the meals separately, contemporary stew, garden eggs stew, uh, uh, granite soup, then I label it. Hallelujah. Then I put it in the freezer. Then I tell the wounded general, this one is contemporary, this one is this, this one is this. The children, okay, I'm going. Sometimes he will meet me at the airport with my luggage because I'm from the office. Let's make time for Jesus. And I stand here to the glory of God. I don't regret making time for Jesus in those times. Hallelujah. So Jesus has invited us. We need to accept that invitation. We need to honor that invitation, just as the apostles did. 
They didn't give any excuse. They didn't look back. They just said, because Jesus has called, and because he's performing all those miracles, because he has that authority, we better just follow him. Because these scribes, they can't do anything for us. Hallelujah. So, I would like to encourage you to be with Jesus. When I turned 40, I would say it was a slogan that I always, I would always make that statement. I don't have time. Every day I'm like, I don't have time. And I always plead with God that he should forgive me. That I haven't done as much as I'm supposed to do if he has to call me home. Until last week, when I was doing my quiet time, then the Lord said to me, I called Moses out at age 80. So what are you telling me? You have not even started. Hallelujah. So there is no need for you to keep saying, I don't have time. I still have time for you. Hallelujah. And then, he drew my mind to this scripture. Second Peter, chapter 3, and verse 8 and 9. Second Peter 3, 8 and 9. But beloved, do not forget this one thing. That with the Lord, one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. Hallelujah. So the Lord drew my attention to this scripture, and I had a revelation that I am calculating the time. But my time is not God's time. And our appointed time is from now until we are called home. Hallelujah. So our appointed time, the appointment that we are supposed to have with Jesus, is from now until we are called home. And because we don't know when we are called home, our time is not our time. We have to look at the time of Jesus and the Lord. Hallelujah. And so, my brethren, don't give up on Jesus. Don't give up on the Lord at all. It's not yet time for that. The vision is for an appointed time. Though it tarries, wait for it. Hallelujah. And one thing about accepting the invitation for us believers today, making time for the Lord means also that we need to pray. And for the past week, we've talked a lot about prayer. And I really thank God for that. To the glory of God, I pray. Hallelujah. And I seek the face of the Lord very, very often. I can drive from my house to church 45 minutes, one hour praying. Just praying. 
And by God's grace, I can pray from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Have you done one person all night before? Hmm. Tonight, we will pray that God will grant somebody that grace. Hallelujah. Because until you make time for the Lord, there are certain things in your life that will not go. Apart from the prayer, your own character, like I said, the transformation should affect your character. And if the character is not affected, you can pray all night, it will still not work. Hallelujah! I believe the Lord is ministering to somebody tonight. What is the purpose for all of this? Let's look at our anchor scripture, Mark chapter 3 and verse 4. Let's take it from the Amplified, Nana, please. And he appointed the twelve to continue to be with him. The purpose is that we would continue to be with him. We will not stop along the way. Bible says that the person who puts the hand to the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom. So the purpose for which Christ has called us is that we will continuously be with him. Hallelujah. And that he might send them out to preach. Preaching is not always being standing here to preach. But talking to anybody who comes your way is preaching. And sharing the word of God is preaching. Hallelujah. As apostles or or special messengers, we are the special messengers of the Lord. Shall we look at the next? um... Okay, so that is the purpose for which we have been called. Hallelujah. Or he has chosen us. So, why did God extend that invitation to Moses? What was the purpose? The purpose was to deliver his people. So, once God has chosen you and I, he has a purpose for us. Hallelujah. And the purpose is not to come and sit in church and look nice and dress up nicely and come and just say peace and many blessings and go away. Hello? Hello? The purpose for which Jesus has called us and has chosen us is to go out there and give out the message to somebody. Somebody who is perishing. Hallelujah. What was the purpose for which the Lord called out Noah? In, in his purpose, he also gave us instructions. Moses was giving specific instructions. Noah was giving specific instructions. As for God, he is specific. Some time ago, I was in the office and some people came around. They were coming from a certain church. And then they said, oh, they, they, they've seen our building and they want to come and look at the way our glass is. And they want to um, replicate the same thing. And, then I, and that they wanted to see our um, architectural drawing. And then I told them that, I am sorry. 
this building, our late senior pastor, he prayed about it. And God gave him specifics. So I expect that for them, they too, they should go and seek the Lord. Because when Solomon had to build the temple, God gave him specifics. Hallelujah. You won't come and copy what we have done. And then one said, oh, we know Reverend Asa. I said, yes. But all the same, I don't have that authority to give you, give you any drawings. Please, you just go and ask the Lord. And then he will tell you what kind of building you should put up. Then one said, oh, madam, um, we, we've already asked the Lord and we know. It's only the windows. I said, okay, when you are walking past, you can look at the windows. Hallelujah. What is happening to us Christians today? We don't want to be with the Lord. The Lord has specific instructions for us. What are our responsibility? That, we, that he might send them forth. The Lord has sent us forth. And what are some of the results or the benefits that we will derive when we do this? He says that he's given us power. He's given us authority. That when we go forth, we should heal the sick. We should deliver. And in doing all of these, you will still face challenges, huh? As for the challenges, it will come. But the Lord will deliver us. And so, Job also went through a lot of challenges. But in 1 Peter 5 and verse 7, the Bible tells us that we should cast all our cares upon him and that he cares for us. He will definitely care for you and I. If man is not approachable, God is approachable. Hallelujah. If man is not approachable, God is approachable. You didn't hear that. Some time ago, 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ went on that tree. And when the earth quaked, the... thank you, Jesus. When the earth quaked, when the earth quaked, the curtain in the temple tore into two. And God gave us access to him. 24-7. So if man is not approachable, God is approachable at any time. We can always walk to him. We can always come to him. And he's ready to accept us. It doesn't matter what we have done. For as long as we can just come boldly to the throne of grace, he's there to receive us. Hallelujah. I would want to share a few experiences with you. Before we pray, the Lord is good. And when you make time with the Lord, He will make time for you. When you plug into that power source, 
you would always be on fire. Hallelujah. And I want to share an experience that I had recently here in the church and also somewhere else. The very recent one, before then, some time back, when the challenges were raging, my brother, my sister, my daughter, my son, my father, my mother, I prayed. I fasted. I prayed so much so. Oh, I prayed so much so that when I am walking, I feel a presence walking with me. Hallelujah. When I sit in the car, I remove the things on the passenger side. I say, you just sit here with me. And I could literally feel a presence walking with me. Hallelujah. And everywhere I go, do this, don't do that. Do this, don't do that. After that experience, by God's grace, I became so, so sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And so recently, I was climbing up. I think it was a midweek. And I left something, so I was going up. And I saw Sister Gifty with the daughter. She was praying for her, praying. I said, ah. So I stopped there. I said, what is wrong with her? She said, oh, mommy, her tummy. I said, her tummy, where from this one? Did she have the problem at home before coming? She said, no. I said, ah. So she was praying. Then I climbed up. Then I saw someone. I said, please call me Dr. Ansa. So whilst I was climbing up and I had sent the person to call Dr. Ansa, the Holy Spirit, he speaks to you. Do you know that? Then he said, instead of you to go down there and just go and rebuke that foul spirit, they should go and call what doctor. So, <laughs> so I went upstairs. When I came down, she was still there praying. Then I said, put her, there was the table in the corner there. You see that table like a security. So I said, put her on the table. So she put her there. Then I said, you foul spirit, in the name of Jesus, out of her. But as soon as I said amen, Auntie Coco was standing by me. She too, she said amen. Then in like two minutes, she became calm. Sister Gifty is here. Then Auntie Coco asked her, how are you feeling now? Then she goes like, I can't believe that Jesus has healed me. Hallelujah. That is the power that God has given us. And then there was another time. I was in the office. This woman came with her daughter. They were coming to see Reverend Dennis. Reverend Dennis was busy. They didn't come early. He was with dynamic voices. And then I said, well, Reverend Dennis is busy. I asked that they should call him. He said, oh, you talk to them. So I started talking to them. And then I said, okay, let's pray. You come another time and come and see Reverend Dennis with this challenge that you have, this problem that you have. Then Holy Spirit said, don't close your eyes. Hey, watch and pray. <laughs> so I didn't close my eyes. Then I just said, I interviewed her. She told me what the problem is in school, blah, blah, blah. So I just said, in the name of Jesus, Kai, this girl started manifesting in my office. I said, Frank, I said, go and call Reverend Dennis for me. 
Then, <laughs> so then Frank came. He said, Asafu says that you should deal with it. I said, eh? This man, he's trying to be like the archbishop. He's dealing with international demons. You deal with the local demon. Yeah. Then that was what dropped in my spirit first. Then I said, second thing that dropped in my spirit, he has given you his authority. Hallelujah. So I said, Frank, go to Asafu's office. Get me anointing oil. So I prayed for this girl. She vomited in the whole office. When she calmed down, I realized that the thing, it hasn't finished. I said, you go and come on Thursday. Papa himself will finish the rest. Hallelujah. Amen. It is not everything that you go into so deep. Hallelujah. So, that was it. I just want to encourage somebody that when we are with the Lord, when we spend time with the Lord, he was always with us. His promises are yea and amen. His promises are true. And then I will share my last two testimony, and then I'll be done. I have this little school. Mama uses, I shouldn't call it a little. Big school. And this lady came in looking for employment. She came with her husband. And then she said, oh. I said, oh, I can employ you. She said, oh, but my daughter. And I said, what about your daughter? She says, my daughter cannot walk. I said, ah. How old is she? Two and a half. She can't walk. I said, you bring her to school. Then I asked them, do you go to church? They said, yes. Which church? Lighthouse. Do you believe that the Lord can heal your daughter? I said, as for me, I believe. So I shared the word of God with them. I prayed with them. I said, bring your daughter to school. This girl comes to school. She just sits. If you put a toy in front of her, she will not even stretch to pick it up. So, I took her, put her in the classroom on the bed. I became an orthopedic surgeon. I was trying to examine her limbs and everything. I looked at it and I said, no, 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 no. There is nothing wrong with this girl. And for as long as she has come to this school, this girl would walk. Hallelujah. So, I prayed for her. Anytime I go to the school, I go, I pray for her. Then one day, less than a month, Anytime I go, the Holy Spirit gives me wisdom. Do this. Do that. So I instruct the teacher, do this for this girl. So one day I just got to the school. As soon as I got there, all the teachers, they were screaming, Mommy, Mommy, Mommy. I said, ah, why? Maya is walking. I stood there. I said, what? God, you are God indeed. Then there was another one. This little boy came to the school. I was there when the teachers came. Mommy, Kweku cannot hear. I said, ah, he cannot hear, say. I said, call the parents for me. They called the parents. She came. That is why I'm telling you that the preaching doesn't need to be here. So the parents came. I said, do you know that your son cannot hear? They said, oh, we suspected it, but we are not sure. I said, well, come. I'll do a little exercise. I did the exercise. The boy was alone in the classroom. I used something. I hit the table. He didn't turn. I did it three times. He didn't turn. I said, your son cannot hear. Do you attend church? He said, yes. Do you believe in the Lord Jesus? He says, yes. Which church do you attend? Lighthouse. Lighthouse again. Ah, okay. Once you believe, fine. So we prayed. 
Then I went to their house. I visited her. We prayed. When I went, she said, uh, somebody says, you should take him to T.B. Joshua. I said, T.B. Joshua for where? You are not going to any T.B. Joshua. I believe in my Lord and I know in whom I believe. This boy was here. So we prayed. One day I was there when she came. Mommy, we called Kweku and he turned his head. That is the God we serve. If you make time to be with the Lord, he will give you that authority. If somebody will make time to pray, I don't care what the situation is. There is nothing, absolutely nothing impossible for the Lord. The Lord can make it. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what the situation is. The Lord is able to do all things. Because when he called them out and chose them, he gave them an assignment. And he gave them authority. And you and I have that authority. Hallelujah. You and I have that authority. Hallelujah. Amen. Finally, finally. I was having quite a number of challenges in the school. And one day I was there when a teacher came. He lives directly opposite the school. Then he came and he said, Mommy, my mother got up at night to go to the bathroom and he saw a certain woman. The woman is the next door. She was sitting in the middle of the night. She was sitting in front of the school and she was chanting certain things. I said, huh? Yabie. In this school, that is a Christian school, chanting things. So I started praying. I went there on a Saturday. I prayed from, for like four hours. When I finished, I left it. Me, I just prayed to God that God should preserve the school and protect the place. That's all I prayed. So I went back two days after. The Lord said, the school is too open. Close up. I said, close up. Me, me, this go. What am I, where am I going to get money from to uh, do fence wall? He says, why up? Why up? I said, so I sat down and I was thinking. I said, okay, I can use plywood because there were trees there. So I used the plywood. I closed up the place. This woman cannot see inside the school anymore. Within two months. Like Osofu said at that time. It was it Bishop Lamte, uh, Reverend Lamte. I didn't kill her. The woman died. Then there was another man on the side. He was a fetish. I was in the office. The Lord said, have you seen your wall? Your wall is too short. The man in there, he's been saying things over. Raise the wall. Fortunately, that one, the wall was not, I didn't need much money. So I raised the wall. After two months, I saw the man. He was so ill. He says, hey, Mrs. Adumako, why? I said, you. Then, whilst I was going, I said, Lord, have mercy. That was my prayer. I said, Lord, have mercy. Within a few min- uh, uh, days, weeks, pa. he also died. I didn't kill them. God preserved me and my property and everything. God can preserve your life. If you would go to him, he will do it. Hallelujah. I didn't kill them. But the Lord knows his own. And he has chosen you and I. And he has given us that authority. In this Mother's Day, this Mother's Week, somebody, you need to seek the face of the Lord. Hallelujah. 
You need to believe God. You need to have faith in Him that is able to do whatever you think that He cannot do. Today, I am not led to talk about the wounded general and what we went through as a family. But then, I want to thank the Lord that this God that we serve, the Lord, He is God indeed. The Lord, He is God indeed. He is able to do it. He is able to take you out of that situation. For as long as you will obey, that is the caveat. For as long as you will obey, He will do it for you and I. Shall we be on our feet? I was born to be in His dwelling place. A home for the presence of the So let my life now be separated unto thee, that I may be what I was born to be. Somebody open your mouth and pray. In the next five minutes, we want to pray. Ask the Lord to fill you with His Holy Spirit anew. And give you a fresh start from today. Thank you, Jesus. Father, fill us one more time. Surrender completely to Jesus. You need to a fresh surrounding of your mind, your heart, especially. I always say something that God always looks at the heart of men, and that is so so critical to Him. Oh, the man will look at the outside, but God is looking at the inside. God is looking at your heart. Oh, tonight surrender to Him. He is calling. He has chosen us. He has given us an invitation. Are we ready to accept that invitation? Would you want him to be? Take full control of your life. Let the government of Jesus increase in your life. Tonight, somebody open your mouth and pray. You want to pray that you would obey him more and more. He will make you humble. He will make you moldable. Like in the hands of the potter. 
like a clay in the hands of the potter. That our lives will conform to the image of Christ. Father, tonight, O oh Lord, your children, O oh God, we come before you, O oh Father. In the name of Jesus, O God. We surrender all to you, O God. Have your way in our lives, O God. Grant us the grace of prayer, O God. Grant us the grace that we would obey you at all times, O God. In the name of Jesus, O God. The Father, we would have time to be with you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. The stain of my soul, red of heaven, fill me till I want no more. Fill my cup. Fill it up and, and make me whole. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it.